You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to another episode of Sorry in Advance, the Golick Family Podcast. Now, here's the point where you would actually be listening to my son, Mike Jr., introduce the seven of us in the Golick family <laughs> to go over what we go over in our way of life and the stupid things we do to try and make you laugh and probably make you gasp and listen to my daughter, Sydney, swear a whole lot. But this is going to be a different episode. This is going, we, we are looking to help one of our own is what we're looking to do. So obviously everybody knows Stu Gotts. If you don't, Stu, Dan Levitard, Stu Gotts, been ruling the world uh, for a while now in the podcast world. Stu is stupidity. I joined him for God Bless Football. Stu is world-renowned. We brought Stu on, and it's just me and my daughter, Sydney. And we brought Stu Gotts on because this episode is going to be about athletes in college and how they act, especially daughters. So I've, I've explained my family, and one of them, my daughter, Sydney, was a scholarship swimmer at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Stu has two daughters now going to college. These are, your, these are your girls. You have nobody else in college, right, Stu? No, these are, uh, these are my only two daughters. This is it? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. There's not a just, son I'm aware of or just, not a daughter, to be honest n- Just want to make sure your daughter. I'm not Emma, saying they're not out there. No, no, I know. I'm not aware of them. Right? That's why I said that. So <laughs> your daughter Emma's going to Syracuse. She's going yeah. gonna, to gonna have the, the normal college life there. And your daughter Rachel is a scholarship athlete going to play lacrosse at Northwestern. She was one of the top recruits and is one of the top schools in the country going to Northwestern to play lacrosse, correct? That is correct. Yes. Uh, okay. She's going to Northwestern, the other going to Syracuse. Uh, Northwestern, I will just remind you, beat Notre Dame just a couple of weeks ago. I just threw that in. It was unnecessary. I just wanted to remind you. You are now going to get questions from Sid <laughs> that I told her probably not to ask. I came that up she... with some really, yeah, really real okay ones. Yeah. So, oh, so this is what we're going to do. This is a dangerous game, I must yes, tell you. Is. The most dangerous yes, of games. Taking questions from Sid Golick. Yeah. I mean, there is not another Golick I would less rather take questions the from than Sydney. In the family, yeah. So, <laughs> so and what Stu, gonna... you've been poking the Sid Golick yeah, bear for exactly a long right. time, yeah. and she's like got it. you lined up. Don't don't yes. act like you're not a little interested in what the questions are. Uh, uh, I am, I'm very very interested, Sid, <laughs> and I will tell you this, and I'll remind your dad of this. Okay, the only reason I tune into that podcast, while I love the Golick family is to hear you Sid Golick swear okay so don't stop cursing okay ever (laughs) never never. Uh, yeah that'll never happen so (laughs) what we want to do in this episode is take Sydney's experience as a scholarship athlete at a D1 school and kind of ask you questions about the expectations of your daughter Rachel as a scholarship athlete going to a division one school and just in general daughters going away to college So first and foremost, the thing that affected me the most and is still affecting me as Sid is getting ready to get married in a few weeks is, will your daughter, Rachel, have an unlimited credit card in college? Um, Wow, that's a good... It's a hot start. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do uh, not ease into this pool. Well, no, and Mikey A, he should know me well enough to know if he thinks I thought this far in advance. No, no. I know you haven't. I know you haven't. Like, I'm certain my wife has thought of this, and perhaps she'd be the better one to talk to. Right. I, I'm do sure that for a separate episode. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Abby will, will have all the answers to this and probably rule the roost here, but I want to hear what you believe the answers should be. I, uh, I want to say yes, and here's the reason why. Rachel, yes. Emma, no. I am paying the full freight on Emma, okay? Right, like, right. <laughs> Rachel worked her ass off at her particular sport, the sport of lacrosse, where at least I'm getting a little relief uh, for the tuition. And so I think just just an extension of that would be to give her a credit card with a far greater spending limit uh, than the one I'll give Emma. So, so, so you're saying there's going to be a limit? Uh, I am saying, oh, gosh... I'd like there to be a limit. Um, There's not going to be a limit. I'm not giving her an Amex. I can tell you that much. (laughs) I mean, no, but I Sid, can I not get a card that has like a $5,000 a month limit on it? I can't do that. I I wouldn't know of those cards. I I mean, you don't dabble in those cards. Not familiar. The first thing Sid brought up was the fact of where Rachel is going to school and what is right near her and why. It's a big, I mean, Chicago, it's a big city. It's, it's getting pretty expensive. Like you got to take that into consideration as well. So I do not just Chicago, Evanston, which is very expensive as well. It's like 15 minutes outside of Chicago. Uh, Rachel likes to go out. She likes to do stuff. Uh, she loves going to sporting events. She'll go to some Cubs games. Um, Damn it, Mike. Uh, yeah, she will have... I mean, the card will have a limit on it. Whether or not she adheres to that limit is is yet to be seen. My guess is she will not, okay? Yeah, she, she's not going to adhere to that limit. She'll hit that limit way <laughs> earlier than you want and give you a reason on why it should be extended. So Okay, great. Okay, so... I Wait, think Mike, did you... Now, Mike, help me out here. When you got yeah. the credit card bill, did you itemize it? Did you go over to see what Sid was spending money on? He doesn't even know how to fucking log in to see <laughs> what I spend, so... But, but Chris does go through the itemized list with me. Sometimes. And sometimes, and I mean, it's the fucking... Blow bar, it's uh, where, where else you spend all your money? Right. I mean, it's like you got two hands and you got a blow dryer, blow out your own fucking hair. You don't get it. You <laughs> I, I don't get it. So, wait till those start coming in. Wait oh, there's till- a bar that you go to to get your hair blown. I see. Yes, okay. yes, well, that's exactly. a t- <laughs> what a total waste of money, Sid. No <laughs> shit. No shit. <laughs> I mean, what I is- promise you, especially being in Chicago area, Rachel will have some sort of dry bar account or spending on her credit card uh, at um, some um, point. Uh, Sid, you are right. I'm certain she will. Go so ahead. here's here's what we found out. If she does that, if she gets a subscription, Sydney, would you like to tell us about the $80 we've been paying a month for the last it five just, years? It hit at a very bad time during the pandemic. So when I was living in um, the Northern Birds of Chicago with Ben, my fiance, we had to live up there. There was a blow bar. It was equivalent to a dry bar. It's a place where you go get your hair blown out. And I was going there a fair amount. So naturally I signed up for the membership when they asked me to. Yeah. And we moved out of Chicago, what now, like 
two, two and a yeah, half, two years, and a half ago. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Bad yeah. timing pandemic hit. I totally fucking forgot. I had this membership. <laughs> they got you Sid. That's how they, they get they, you. No, that, that's exactly how they, they give you a free, you. They, they, they give you a two week free trial. Like, yeah. And then so, you forget for two and a half years. So so. Over, over <laughs> Wait, when's the last time Sid's been to said blow bar? Okay. Oh. I haven't been to the, it's in Vernon Hills, Illinois. I literally, the last time I went was probably January of 2020. The, so. Get ready for this, dude. We've <laughs> over 30 months at $80 a month, we have paid for nothing. So our, our point is Rachel is going to do this. There's going to be some subscription she gets somewhere that you know how they work. You you have to like go through a bunch of hoops to cancel them and you're yeah. going to be paying money. That's just yeah, the way it's, it's going to be. Mike, it's the podcast world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Okay, so before, don't bash it, Mike. It's a great model. Okay, it's the one, it's the one that keeps us going. Okay? That's true. Wait, so wait, Mike. You have spent, if my math is correct, it's been about two years. You have spent about nineteen hundred dollars yes. on blow bar, and Sid has not been there once. Yes, I've been to other blow bars Sid. in the country, but not that one. I so. mean, Sid, that's just waking up and saying, "How can I waste my parents' money today?" It's exactly I, right. She's been to. Other of the of these blowout bars to where right. I'm I'm spending money on that and still spending the eighty bucks a month on the one she isn't had anymore. Sid, you know there's an app for that, right? Where you can get Truebill, Mike. It will take all these subscriptions that you don't know you have and it will cancel them for you. Okay, let's get them on this show, Mike. It's called Truebill. Okay. Oh, their face right now is just yes. an utter shock. Like it has never occurred to them that somebody else could be taking care of this for them. Our life will never be the same. Holy shit, that's a great job, Stu. We're supposed to be helping you with your daughter's going to college, and you have just helped us. Well, listen, I will tell you that I, I had a stamps.com account, okay? And I've never used it. I like to go to the post office. I don't want to print out stamps. There's yep. something, Mike, we're old. There's yep. something cathartic yep. about walking into a post office and handing someone my mail. And so I was paying like $42 a month for stamps until I signed up for Truebill.com. <laughs> and I'm doing an ad for them. And then I realized, um, they, they told me, hey, you have this subscription. You haven't used it. You're being charged $40 a month. Would you like us to eliminate it for you? To which I simply responded, yes. And they got rid of it for me. So just something to think about. Listen, we need Truebill to sponsor the show because Attaboy. Chris just told me about the exact same scenario with Stamps.com as well. Stamps.com, obviously not going to be a sponsor of this show. I know. <laughs> but Truebill will. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll still get Stamps, Mike. I'm good. So, so be <laughs> before we get into the actual, you know, life of a college student, let's get into the sports side of it. So again, my daughter Sydney was a scholarship athlete swimmer. Mm -hmm. Now, so and I fall like I never coached her in swimming, coached her in, in soccer and basketball and such, but always went to practices, was always involved. And I know Stu, you not only are an involved parent, you're a you're a coach. You're a coach who's been kicked out of tournaments. Yes. You're a hardcore coach. So first, Sydney, before we get to 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 Stu, have I have I ever jumped in? hostily toward any other parent or coach or official during your time? Um, not that I know of. I, I would say it's probably a little bit different, especially once I just started swimming and only swimming because it's such an independent sport. It's not as much of a team sport. So you were pretty good. You kind of kept your shit together for the most part, unless I blocked some. <clears throat> no, no, I kept out. my shit together, which leads us to the 180 we're going to do here with Stu. So Stu, again, coached yeah. his daughters. Had one mm -hmm. of the top teams, if not the top team in the country. Mm -hmm. And just so you, everyone understands, you have been kicked out of a tournament, right? Yeah, I have been kicked out of uh, of a couple of tournaments, Mike. So, so <laughs> yeah. let's let's yeah. first start this way. 
if you're in the stands watching your daughter Rachel play at Northwestern and an official makes what you deem to be a bad call against your daughter, what will your reaction be? Oh, wow. This is going to be so tricky and difficult for me um, because I've never been on that side of the field before. I've always been on the coach's side of the field. And, and of course, I would yell at the coach if he may uh, yell at the ref if he made any sort of bad call, not just against my daughter, just against my team. Um, so, man, how am I going to channel that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, wow. So he makes a bad call specifically against my daughter. Your daughter. On my daughter. And right. again, and you are. You are on my daughter. She, and she is playing on one of the premier teams in the country where. No doubt. It's, yeah. And it's a classy organization as well. How it are is. you going to react? How are you going to muck um, it up? Oh, boy. Uh, I know what my wife wants me to do. I know what my, my daughter expects me to do. But my wife wants me to do plenty. My daughter expects a lot of me, and I never deliver. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm going to scream at the fucking referee, okay? I'm telling <laughs> you right now. At least the first couple of games. I don't know how to rein it in. Like, it's going to take me a few games, man. Will so, you yes, I will yell at the referee. Will you sit in the stands, or are you going to be a guy? Because you haven't done it, I guess you may not know. Will you be able to sit in the stands, or are you going to be kind of that roamer? Um, Mike, I like to pay, you know me, I can't sit I, still. I was going to say, I totally envisioned you just like pacing the whole so, time. So Sid, it's funny when I coached, I pace watching a Jets game. I pace just talking to Mike on the phone. I, I mean, uh, I don't even like driving. I would rather walk to work. I'd rather pace to work. Um, wow. This is going to be tough. Um, I, I, first off, I'm a pacer. I'm not going to sit still. I can't sit still. Uh, I don't want to deal with the other parents as well. Okay? So right, I right, right. Yeah. I got to pace around. Now, Sid, when I was coaching, I would pace the sidelines and I would hold a lacrosse stick because uh, I needed. <laughs> oh, tell me you're not going to hold a lacrosse stick. Oh, is that embarrassing? Oh, no. Your your daughter will lose her shit <laughs> She'll if you lose do her that. Shit. She'll lose her shit. She, she was embarrassed when I held a lacrosse stick just as a coach. Can you imagine oh. me as a facing up and down now with lacrosse it's funny mike because you follow your daughter so first half i'm always on the attack side she plays attack right um so i'm always on the attack side so the second so i'll flip-flop sides so i imagine myself walking behind the goal pacing back and forth with a stick in my hand rachel's Um, teammates are gonna be like what the fuck's wrong with your dad Listen, her, her current teammates say, what the fuck's wrong with your dad? So, <laughs> so I would expect that. Um, man, a funny thing happened, though, Sid, okay? Like, the teammates started realizing, oh, Rachel's dad can help me in other areas outside of lacrosse. Like, someone want to get in the media. Can you oh. introduce me to this person? Like, Mike Golick Sr., you know, like, stuff like that. And so uh, they became very friendly with me very quickly. Um, Mike, I'm going to pace. I can't sit still. I'm going to pace. Yeah. I'm going to yell at referees, at least for the first half of the first season, because I don't know any better. Okay. That's just the way. I'm. Right. But I will ask you a quick question and I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Is it harder? Was it harder for you to play the sport? Cause I played lacrosse much harder to harder, watch, harder to watch, Sid, much right? harder to watch, much yeah. harder to watch your kids swim. The kid, kids do any sports growing up. And then when they get to that, that, you know, with both boys out playing football and Sydney swimming, it's horrific because right. you see the work that they've put in. And you want so badly for your kid to succeed. Okay. And if they don't, I mean, you just, you die inside for them because they can't. And here's the the biggest difference is when you're on the lacrosse field or I'm on the football field, what can we can do? We can control the situation. When we're on the sidelines, we can't, we just have to, we have to watch. So 
That, well, as that, a coach, I could, but as a as a as a fan, as a parent, I cannot. That's I, I mean, be very, where you're very going difficult now. for me. Hey, yes. hey, Stu, you're done being a coach. I know your coaching days are over. Be done. <laughs> so everything is apparent now, and, and yes, it's going to be a lot harder to just watch her. All right, so Sid, just so I'm clear. I can pace. I cannot hold a stick. Is that? No, that's that's getting a little too sketchy. Holding the, the cross <laughs> stick, pacing's fine. Holding an object in your hand while pacing, not fine. So, okay, good. All right. yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm writing some of this down. I'm going to so, do my best. Take notes. Yeah. Take notes. A, a, another one about sports. Again, before we get into the college life. Oh boy. Now, what if? The, I mean, the Northwestern coach is a renowned coach. Correct. Yes. Right. Yeah, she is like the Bill Belichick yes. of women's right. lacrosse coaches. So, what if Rachel were to call you one day and say, "Dad, I don't like the way the coach is using me, or I have a problem with the coach and this or that." I'm not saying that she's going to tear up like that. I don't know her enough. Maybe she'll just say, "Dad, this fucking coach is driving me nuts." So, yeah. whatever way she does it, how do you handle that situation? Wow. Um. Besides saying transfer portal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. So she calls me. She's, she's upset. Coach yeah. isn't using her correctly. Upset about the coach with something. So she thinks she, sh she should be playing more. <laughs> right. Uh, and I have spent the last, I don't know, two years saying I could not send you uh, to, to better people, right. to better right. coaches than the ones I'm sending to you right now. Right now. So she is calling you looking for your sage advice on what she should do. Oh, because Mike, you know me. I'm tempted to say, uh, Rachel, I got this. We'll talk in a few hours and I exactly. call the coach myself. I kind of had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Sid, is that not what I should do? Because that's what I want. That's what I would do, I think. I feel like I would do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, should he do that? Oh, no. God, no. I would no. say, I, I would guess that you would do that, but you 100% can't do that. But there's a reason Rachel's calling me now, so I have to read through what Rachel is telling me here. Is she asking me for advice? Is she asking me? Because my natural my natural reflex there as a protective dad is to call the coach and say, hey, right. daughter could have gone to Syracuse. She could have gone elsewhere. Uh, she's not playing enough. What the hell is going on? But I really can't do that to Bill Belichick. I mean. <laughs> so, Sid, what, what should he say to his daughter? Oh my gosh, that's really hard. Um, I, know. I know. Coming from, I had three coaches in four years at Notre Dame as a swimmer. Okay. It was like worst case scenario. That's right. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, <sighs> so you're not a parent yet. I'm not. So, yeah, Sid, let me just. It's hard me, for me because I'm not well, a parent. Well, Sid, let me say this: the coach she'd be calling about is the winningest coach in the sports history, <laughs> and she's won seven national championships since like 2004. I, I would tell her. But to, she knows what she's doing. I would know? tell her to probably just trust the process a little bit, yeah. and to probably just trust the coach from the way that this coach sounds. Like. If, if she hasn't already done it, you would you should tell her go talk to the coach. Right. You got to communicate. You can't. You you Speak you want heart. Yeah. you want her to do it. You don't want to do it yourself. Okay. You don't want right, to be wow. involved. And I this know is this gonna is gonna all going to be hard. Coaches <laughs> really like when their um people on the team come and talk to them to right. discuss things. Too. Yeah, they, they don't want mommy that. or daddy doing it. No. Okay. All right. You're this right. This is a whole podcast of the Golics telling you not to be used to God. Yeah. And I'm I know. Here for every I know. Minute of I know. It. I know. What makes me me? They're telling me, nope. Sue. <laughs> no, no it's more. A, listen, it's a different world. And I know you had like the top team in the country. So you were at the elite level. But well, this now, this now is a different level. 
No, Mike, I know. And, and, and Kelly Hiller Amante is by far, uh, Kelly Amante Hiller, she's Scott Hiller, the associate head coach. They're married. Um, she is far more accomplished of a coach than I am, obviously. But I feel like I know the sport really, really well. And so it's going to be not as well as she does, okay? Not as well as anyone on that coaching staff. But I did coach a team at the highest level of travel lacrosse you know, 10th and 11th grade, they didn't lose a game in two years. So there's a part of me that wants to say, hey, you know, coach, I know what I'm doing. I didn't lose a game for two years. To which she would spit back at me, I won seven fucking national championships. Yeah. And that would be I know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah, and, so. end of conversation. And set Rachel back further, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah. yeah, let me just say, if you go and talk to the coach, you're not going to help the situation. Okay, but okay. Mike, yeah, how about this? I tell Rachel, who's the person who's stealing your playing time? Oh, God. Take her out. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm joking. I wouldn't do I, that. I've made similar comments before. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sid has. Yeah. And Sid, quite honestly, you put enough cash in front of Sid's face and she'll do it for oh, you. Do <laughs> okay. I might have small to go for me. There you, uh, that would be it. I got you. All right. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So we've covered the sports side of it. Now, your daughter is a scholarship athlete, big time walking on the campus there, and now she is also a college student living the college life. Yeah. Sid, what do you think that for one of the first questions you would ask would be? Boys. So yeah. say, I didn't have this experience in college because I didn't date anyone, but uh, say one of your daughters calls Rachel, Emma, and they're like, dad, not coming home for Thanksgiving. Quarterback of the football team. We've been dating for a little bit. He wants me to come home, meet his, meet his family for Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's it is real. the quarterback of the football team. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's, let, let. If it's the nose guard, huh, you know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the head of the What's debate wrong team. with the nose guard? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what I'm doing there. Pick anyone. Anyone. A student. Jim um, from psychology. <laughs> but I need to know if he's an NFL prospect or not. No. <laughs> I would be, I'd be okay. Is, it makes a difference, right? It, it, it really does. But, yeah. All right, then let's just say he's not an NFL prospect at this point. Okay. Um, because so her is, season isn't going on yet, right? And not, no, not her season doesn't start until until after Christmas. So break. mom, dad, listen, met a, met a guy. We've been seeing each other a little bit. He doesn't live far from here. He wants me to come hang out at his with his family for Thanksgiving. So I've dropped them off at college. I haven't seen them for three or four months. You haven't met this guy. I haven't met the guy. This is the first I'm hearing about the guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and the first I'm hearing is, hey, I'm not coming home to see you. <laughs> I'm going to his house for Thanksgiving. Um, I would probably tell her, well, A, you're not. If you want to spend time with him over Thanksgiving break, he's invited to our house for Thanksgiving. That way I get to meet him on my home court. You know what I'm saying? It's fair. It's fair until, she's, until she throws a hissy fit. But right. she's not getting her way like yes. this one next to me would do. Okay. Well, well, Mike, how does this work? Because I imagine as they get older, your word means less and less. Like if you say get home, she might, by telling her to come home, she might go far well, away. That, that, that's exactly right. That's why you got you got it. It's different than high school now. 
I mean, now, you know, you're meeting guys in college, you know, guys who, you know, not high school boys anymore. You're meeting college men, supposedly. And she may be like, no, dad, you're going to ruin it for me. You know, he wants me to go to his house. So what I normally did in that situation is I said, Chris, what do we do? (laughs) Stu, are you giving an ultimatum you ultimately don't want the answer to? Yes, yes. You're drawing a line in the sand. Wow. I am very much, I have been, like I trust my girls, man, and they've been great. So I very much, I do, like they haven't broken that trust. Like, they know, Mike, when I speak to them firmly, they know I'm fucking serious because sure. I rarely do it, okay? Listen, all um, kids normally know when their parents are really, really serious. Yeah, but I would, so what I, what I, what I feel like I'm going to do is be really serious, but put it under the Abby umbrella. Like, right. hey, your mom really wants you home for Thanksgiving. Get home for Thanksgiving. And I think, I'd like to think they would still do that for mom. Um, ooh, this is a tough one. I tell her to get her ass home for the first okay. Thanksgiving. Okay. okay? All right. Like, All right. She wants to fair. bring the guy home. That's fine. I'm okay with meeting him, but you're, you're coming home for the first Thanksgiving. Okay. I fair. Think, I hope. Okay. Fair. Next question. This is college now, and this is this is the way it works. Sid, how old were you when you started hanging out in the bars? This is gonna make me so, seem like such a fucking degenerate. Yeah. I was like. 15 16 yeah but that's because i had older brothers like and i will say don't feel bad about that i will say it was different for sid because the boys were in college and though the other guys truly treated sydney like a younger sister right They, they truly did and they protected her we actually felt safer with her in a bar at notre dame than we did at a high school party 100 we're driving everywhere and they're not doing yes. that at Notre Dame. So right. we're, we're and and again, I have a son, Mike, who two months into his freshman year at 18 years old was arrested for underage drinking, mm-hmm. went to jail, the whole deal. So yeah. what what's what's that situation like for you? What 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 if something like that comes up? Hmm. This is real now. Just say like she's at a house party that and the cops come. Yeah, that's what Mike was at a house party. It got busted. Mike called right. me at 3.15 in the morning, said, Dad, we're all getting arrested for underage drinking. And then realistically, Mike had maybe two beers. But it doesn't matter because you were underage. He was, he was underage. He was underage. Everybody, let me just... It's a terrible finish. job on a cop, by the way. I mean, seriously. Well, they arrested 49 people, to I mean, which I said, Mike... Party? Give me a break. Oh, exactly right. And this was, this was on a work night. I had to go on ESPN because Mike hit the bottom line. On right. this one, on ESPN, right. so I had to oh, go did you really? it. Wow. Oh, yeah, and everybody asked me if I was, you know, how how I punished them or how mad. I said, listen, I told the kids a couple things when they went to college. Uh, don't don't drink by yourself. Mm-hmm. Ne- never be a, ne- never travel alone. Always be in a group. Yes. You know, uh, and and be careful that way. Never drive. And they didn't. They always took cabs. He got busted, and I was like, you know what? Bad luck. He got busted. So be it. You know, right. I, I wasn't yeah. pissed for any other reason for that. Right. But it, you got to live happens. and learn, Mike. You have it to, happens right. in college, but now it happens yeah. to one of your daughters. Now you're saying the exact same thing happens, not just going to a party, but she gets arrested. No, right? she gets arrested. She has, she has a couple of beers, just socially, just having a couple beers and she gets arrested. And I get the call. You get the call. Now what the team does is different. Like Charlie Weiss was a coach and, and Charlie Weiss made Mike run at like five in the morning and throw up for a couple of weeks. And that was basically it. Right, because Charlie never had a beer before the age of twenty-one. Well, uh, well listen, Charlie and Charlie, Charlie was how cool about Charlie about run some sprints. Listen, how about that? Charlie <laughs> was, in all honesty, Stu, Charlie was very cool about it. He said, "Listen, 
I have to do something, you know, I mean, so he goes, I'm just going to do this. And then, and then we're done with it. So it's cool. So now, <laughs> now this is your situation, forgetting what may happen sports wise. How are you dealing with this? So first off, I say the same things like, Oh, have fun. Uh, be cognizant of who you're with, uh, who you're talking to. Don't go to the bathroom alone. Uh, stuff like that. Like always have some friends that you right. trust that are around you. The obvious stuff, don't drink and drive, all of that. But a cop, much like the cop at Notre Dame, who has nothing better to do than to go to a college party where he knows underage kids are yep. drinking at said party and wants yep. to arrest 46 of them because, yep. well, he's got With nothing dogs. to do. With dogs. Yeah, right. With dogs. There were dogs at Mike's. Yeah, because I asked Mike, why didn't you run? He said, Dad, they had dogs. I said, good move, not run. <laughs> um, and Mike, you know this, within the team, they kind of police themselves, right? Yeah. So... So I think I feel like Rachel, Rachel would be fine. I think I feel like she'd actually call the coach or one of her teammates before, before she called me. Emma, on the other hand, would definitely call me. Um, geez, I'd pro- I probably. Hmm, I'm not going to be upset with her. Okay, yeah, right. like she's going to college, she's partying, right. she's drinking. I'd probably get upset at the cop, to be honest with you. Right, right. Uh, like, hey, what are you doing putting my daughter in jail? She's 18 <laughs> years old. She was doing what every other college kid, including yourself, and including what your kids are going to do at some point in life. Uh, what the hell are you doing? Why are you taking it out of my daughter? I would probably defend her. i try to get her out some way. Or I tell her, hey, you just got to spend the night in jail. That's the deal. Like, you did something wrong, you got to spend the night in jail. Right. Uh, but I would certainly try to get her out, and then I would blast the cops. <laughs> I would use this platform exactly for what <laughs> it's supposed to be used for. I would embarrass the shit out of that cop and the entire force up at Syracuse, okay? All of them. Every wow. one of them. Wow. And then she'd get arrested again, right, Sid? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the cops are, then the cops are looking for you. You got everything you do publicly – We'll come back on your daughter then. You have to understand that as well. It may make you feel better for that unlimited amount of time, but then it's going to come back on your daughter. I can't believe I'm blasting the cop. I mean, my, yeah, I mean, technically my daughter did do something wrong. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, walking. I mean, what, what I told Mike was whatever comes your way, you have to serve because, you know, while I am not mad about it, because I understand it's college and we all did that. And anybody, you know, listen, if there's people that expect all the people to wait till they're 21, that's their prerogative. That's fine. Right. But I, I wasn't that way. I, the kids, I never said, you got to be this way, go do your thing, but follow these parameters. So, sure. but I said, also, there are rules. You broke the rules. You got to pay the price. You got to pay so, the price. You know? yes. And, and yes. for that, it was six months. Don't do anything wrong. It gets expunged, that whole deal. Did and Mike then, spend that whole night in prison, though? No, I got him bailed out. I knew some okay. lawyers down there, so we got okay. him bailed out. And then he helped bail out some of the other uh, people as well. Because, again, okay. there were 49 people uh, arrested. Two were football players. Well, well, Mike, thank you, because that's great advice. So now I have to figure out if I, A, know an attorney yes. in the Syracuse area and the Chicago area. And if I don't know one, then I have to start becoming friends you, uh, with a couple of you, attorneys. You right? want to get to know one because, surprisingly enough, of the three kids, Mike was the only one who got arrested. Sid, did you ever get close? Sydney, Sydney wrecked a moped one time, Stu, yeah. and her purse flew open. And how many fake IDs came out? Oh my gosh, it was on <laughs> campus. I lost my wallet on campus after I fell off this moped. I, I wasn't drunk on the moped, I was just driving it. And Good clarification. Yes. And <laughs> Um, I think I had three fake IDs in there. I had Jesus two shit. like fake, fake ones. And then my, my older cousin, who we kind of look alike. Um, right. and so I got a call from the 
campus police office and they're like, Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, we're, we're calling about Sydney Golick. We have your wallet, but I don't think they're fucking allowed to do this. They sifted through my wallet and they were like, we found a bunch of fake IDs. So you can come pick up your wallet, but none of the fake IDs are going to be in there. You so I'm like, yep, no problem. And I texted my cousin right away. I was like, you got to go to the DMV and say you lost your yeah. license and send me another. That was your only concern at the time. Right? Pretty much, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I was, was like, it. as long as I'm not getting like in trouble, trouble about this with the university, I was like, yeah. fine, take them. Because we got the call too that said your daughter had fake IDs and we acted like, oh, okay, we'll take care of that. We're like, Oh, okay my dad's like why'd you lose your fucking wallet yeah that's exactly right did you have credit cards in there did anyone care credit about credit the moped <laughs> no no jake did because it was jake's right so of jake course was pissed about it so so would you care if your daughter's got a fake id no they already have them and oh, i'm okay well, with it okay. yeah Smart, honest, <laughs> there you go well done. they have multiple fake ids already um so no i would not get mad um I mean, Mike, they're going to college. So I, like, I've been there, I've done that. And yep. I know what it feels like. And I, like, I had a fake ID. And so I, you know, I'm not going to get mad at them. I, I reserve my getting mad for the really, really important stuff. And a fake ID is not something I'm going to get mad at. Crashing with you. Bed, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, because you should, then you're like, listen, you're putting your life in danger, you know? Like, pay attention. You were say, what were you doing that you crashed them up? And I know you were honestly just not good at driving it. Oh, okay. Like, I was just like, I you weren't checking over, your phone or anything. No, or? I just okay. went over one of those little speed bumps and just just fucking ate it off. Did of you it. ever and, get close to getting arrested? Um, surprisingly, no, because my you know my friend group we were you guys are fucking we nuts. were not okay. Yeah, and, well, and because that was the thing, Stu. There was Mike, Jake, and Sid. Right. Mike getting arrested and Jake or Sid not was a little surprising because Mike sure. being the firstborn is always trying to do, you know, the right, right. thing at all times. Yes. And he gets nailed two months into his freshman year. He lost his mulligan, you uh, know, by getting arrested. Right. A mulligan. He has a mulligan. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Sid, do you remember the names on your IDs? All of them? Um, well, my cousin, Jenna, Jenna Golick. Okay. Um, I was from Cleveland, Ohio. I don't remember my fake ID names. I'm sure I could go way back in my photos and I probably took a picture of it at one point, but I remember like when you order a fake ID, it comes, it's obviously very sketchy when they deliver it to your house. So mine got delivered in like a weird black box. And then it was inside like a jewelry box, which was inside like something else. I had to open up like four boxes to get to this fake ID. It was the sketchiest shit of all time, but I'll get back to you on the names. I'm not sure. It'd be funny if like one of them were Jake or something. (laughs) Yeah. How about it? So Stu for, for Rachel being a scholarship athlete, how does she have to, does she have to stay in a dorm or is that with the, can she live where she wants? First year she stays in a dorm. They assign her a roommate. Um, the coach does. So first year she'll be in a dorm. And then, and then you're going to let her live off campus then or, or I will, um, I will let her live off campus. I like for me, I loved, so for me at Clark university, my first year was, yeah. First year was dorm second, third, fourth and fifth year. Okay. We don't need to get into the fifth. Okay? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, dead shows Mike. Yeah. Um, so the fifth year, I was off campus the rest of the time and I really enjoyed it. It's like, I, I feel like that's, that's when you start finding out who you are, what you're all about, what it is you want to do, who your real friends are. And that's an invaluable experience. I feel like, um, so, and, and I'm assuming she'll be living with a bunch of the kids from the lacrosse team. So yeah, I'll be okay with that. I'll be okay with her off campus living. So her freshman year, like at Notre Dame, you couldn't live with other football players. You had to live with other 
either athletes or regular students. She can live with, she can dorm with lacrosse players. Well, no, not dorm, but I think off housing, sophomore, junior, senior. Oh, then, year, okay. She wants gotcha. to, yes. Gotcha. Now, I will say this. So, freshman year, she's paired with a soccer player at Northwestern, a freshman okay. incoming soccer player. Uh, I will tell you that it, like, we're from Florida, South Florida. Okay. We know what, <laughs> we, we don't know seasons down here, Mike. We right, only know right. hot. Okay. It's fucking cold up there. And yes, it is. Like, I, and, and I could, like, the dorm that they have, Rachel, in the athletic dorm, you don't have to go outside. There's a tunnel from the dorm to the indoor facility. Oh, my God. Right. So the only reason I can imagine her not living off campus is because she just doesn't want to walk or I jog. Might, I might never move out of that dorm. Oh, exactly. my God. I know. It's amazing. It's an amazing Wow. Place. All I right. Know. So as, as we wrap this thing up, what is your biggest concern of sending really both your daughters are both going off to college them going off to college and being away from you for the first time uh playing time oh god <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking are you though are are you you? Yeah. well no i mean uh, no, uh, no I'm not. it's in my top five concerns right <laughs> <laughs> it somewhat keeps you up at night um my biggest concern i'm concerned about a lot of things i'm concerned about being an empty nester i'm concerned yeah. about my wife uh because because it's just you I, and her now yeah, we're all we're, we're both Mike. You and I are both defined by our families, but we're also defined by our work, right? right. Um, my wife is defined by by being a mother, by right. by our kids, um, and so I so I have those concerns about her just having <laughs> just me around. Yeah. Um, I'll be okay on that front. I feel like the lacrosse stuff will kind of keep us close and tie us all together. My biggest concern is just not being able is not being able to be there for them when they need me um because i've always been able to fix everything i've always been able to right. be there for them on a moment's whim this requires me hopping on a plane okay this requires um so i guess my concern and i have to let it go is did we do a good enough job getting them to this point where they can now take the baton from here and do all the right things and i know the answer is no right <laughs> I know the answer is no. Like, like we did a great job, but I know, like you did a great job. But Mike Golick Jr. gets arrested. Yeah, a couple yeah. of months in college. Yeah, he's a responsible, great person. We all know him. We love him. But you make mistakes, and, and so I, I, I guess my biggest concern. Ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna get right to it. It's boys. It's it's boys and me not being able to be there for them to protect them, even though I think they don't want me there anymore to protect them. They want to figure out life on their own. That's my biggest concern is boys, because I know how boys are. I yes. know what college boys are thinking. I always tell my kids, hey, that kid you think that you that boy, you think he loves you? He doesn't love you. Okay. He doesn't know what love is. You don't know what love is. And in college, it's like that on steroids, man. And so I guess that's what concerns me the most. It's just college boys because I was one, you know, and I know what I was like, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> and, and it should concern you the most. That's yeah. it because Sid got to see both sides of it when she was younger visiting because she had so many friends on the football team. Tell, tell them, like, what if a couple broke up, how the girl took it and how the guy took it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, the girl would just be destroyed as any girl would be. The guy is just, like – on to the next like yeah. he just doesn't care and like and his friends I, are like congratulations yeah they're like thank god but like i think that's why i was like there was a lot of reasons i was single in college but right. <laughs> one of the reasons is that Smart i was though. i was so close with my brothers and um a lot of the guys on the team and their friends that like they truly did just treat me like one of the guys so they talked like guys around me they right. talked about girls around me so i was like right. 
holy shit, the way they're talking about like the girl they're seeing, I'm like, I don't want to date any guy here. Like exactly. you're, you're a great friend to me and you're really protective <laughs> of me, but like, I ain't getting near any of the guys that like I had a crush on or right. whatever it may be. So and it's so well said, Mike, what I'm afraid of is me. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's very true. So I was actually happy. Sid kind of happy. She wasn't as much. And she was like, I- I'm getting screwed here, you know, because where I could be meeting guys are all treating me like older brothers you know, or like a younger well, sister. So yeah. I, I'm not getting the true experience. It, of was, college. it was tough sometimes. Cause like, naturally I just would like be more attracted to other athletes, but I'm like, that guy plays on the team with Mike and Jake. So that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. That's like. not a plan. And, and then when that guy starts dating another girl, should be like, Oh, a bitch or whatever. I'm like, it's Mike right. and Jake's fault. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Sid. Wait, yeah. so, so wait, you were, were you at Notre? You were there at the same time as Mike and Jake, right? We all had one year together. Mike was a fifth year senior. Jake was a was a was a senior, senior. before it was the year they went undefeated, went to the national championship game. Oh, so wow. it was very cool. And I was a freshman. So yeah. we all okay. had one year together. Yeah. And it was just chaos. Absolute right? fucking yeah, but chaos. If from a parent standpoint, Mike, I would imagine awesome. that having your sons there with her made you awesome. feel so much better. Plus, she had the whole team protecting her. Yes. You know? I, I felt good. That's why, again, when when she would go to bars or to visit her brother and they would be in the bars it's, it's her at 16 I didn't bat an eye because I knew she I, I swear she was safer there walking everywhere or in a cab then like I said coming home and going to a high school party where you're as stupid as can be at a high school party yeah you know she never went to those because that was another thing she was too tired from swimming right. to ever really go out at night and I was very happy about that I will so- say for your daughters to a very important thing I think is to find actual like trusty guy friends like thank you I well, had I'll some say- really ride or die guy friends in college like right. one of them standing in my wedding in a few weeks on my <laughs> side and they will do fucking anything for you in college. So, so Sid, it's such a great point. I'm going to tell you a funny story. When I took my girls, I dropped them off at, at their private school for the first time. And I saw this kid in Rachel's class. His name is Sam Harmelin. Okay. Looked like a great kid and he is a great kid. Uh, but I found him. I identified him quickly. A trustworthy guy. There he is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if Rachel ends up with him, I'd be happy about yeah. that. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but what I did is I pulled him aside and I said, hey. You see this girl to your right over here? He said, I didn't know him. Now I know him. We're friends. The parents, we're all friendly. We've been away on spring break trips together. (laughs) But I said, Sam, listen, you see that girl to your right? He said, yeah. I said, you see this $100 bill in my hand? He said, yeah. I go, put it in your pocket. Make sure nothing happens to her. (laughs) There you go. And he did. And he did. And then I did the same thing for Emma. So the first thing I do when I get to Northwestern and Syracuse is I'm going to identify that guy in their dorm. I'm going to pay him a lot of money to make sure that he makes sure that nothing bad happens to Rachel or Emma. And hopefully, if they do get arrested, Mike, they will call him and not me. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, at Northwestern, though, when you pull out a $100 bill, they may look at it like it's a dollar. You may may need to pull out a lot more than that. A little more. (laughs) Surprised they haven't made a coin for this yet. So so this $100, you don't really want to protect it much then, do you? $1,000. Whatever amount of money it takes to have her protected, uh, I will pay it. All right. Well, good. I will still, I I hope this was somewhat enlightening a little bit for you. You know, as you're... And when I say kids, I say daughters because it is definitely different. 
yes. with daughters going than, than son. So it is. Uh, it uh, is. I, I still, I still, I, I am, I am going to, because a lot of the spring I'll be at Notre Dame at our house there. I'm going to come up for a game because not so much to watch your daughter, which would be fun to do. Right. I need to see you in the stands and how you're going to act. You'll film me. Yes. Okay. That's 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, they, yeah. play, they, they play Notre Dame every year. So I would like oh, you good. and Sid. Yes. I would like both you and Sid to come and check out Northwestern Notre Dame next year and just uh, watch me. I'll okay? be there. Yeah. yeah. That sounds a good. A fan cam. Okay. Yeah. Fan cam on Stu Gods. All right. Well, good just deal. Just slowly losing a shit. Yeah. Wait, my, uh, yes. Oh, slowly. It won't be that slow, Sid. I promise you. Um, last, I have a question for you, Mike. Yes. The yes. One year the three kids went to Notre Dame together. Yeah. What did that bill look like? <laughs> Holy shit. It was, um, well, I mean, both boys were on scholarship and Sid, you know, you know, the non, the non-football, oh, that's the right. non-football yes. basketball, they're on partials. Right. Um, but so Sid and J- I mean, Mike and Jake were full. Sid was a partial. So let me tell you, it was the coolest thing in the world, though, to have them all there together. I think one of the coolest moments was they always have, you know, senior day, the, the last game, the last home right. game. Yeah. Well, Sid wasn't going to be there because she had a swim meet. So the last game before that, the last home game, Mike and Jake themselves after the game ran into the stands to hug Sid. It was wow. very cool. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah. Sid, when did you realize that boys being the, the boys in college, being a fan of your dad and his radio show would work to your advantage? When did, when did you realize that? Almost immediately. Yeah. 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 Same with mine. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. the boys like my dad. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard to figure out. It can, so. it can be a plus. You could use that to your advantage as well. Very much. But so. also you don't want a guy to like your daughter just because of who you are. So you Correct. gotta you gotta be right. on the lookout for that. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's okay. a lot of work, Sue. It's a lot of work, but we think you're kind of up for it. <laughs> Listen, Mike, I'm telling you right now, when my daughter's when the guy comes to me and says, Hey, I want to marry your daughter. I'm sending them to sit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sid, listen, permission first. While, while, while Ben's in med school, Sid's going to have some time on her hand. She can be rented out to be, you know, a bodyguard yeah. or, or, or I mean, a spy. It'll cost well, no, you, but I'm up to it. So. I, I think what Sid's great at, her biggest strength is, is seeing through the bullshit. And so yeah. she'll yeah. know if he's a good guy or not. Right, Sid? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll be able to tell within two minutes. Yeah. Right. I'll, so. I only care if he's an NFL prospect. So, Sid, get on this for me, okay? <laughs> I got you. Oh, God. I got you. All right, Stu, we appreciate your time. That was very nice of you to do it, man. All right. It was fun, guys. Thank you. And as always, we're sorry in advance. I am sorry for all the shit I did in college. Oh, (laughs) no, you're not. I'm not.